February 13th, 2022. Let's continue in this series on hotels and halakha. And let's talk about traveling before Shabbat. Class will really be broken into two separate segments. The first segment will deal with just the regular circumstance of traveling before Shabbat, giving yourself time, how much is necessary, alpi halakha, with regards to I'm leaving from one destination to getting to another destination on Friday. The other segment of the class will deal with if a person's traveling beforehand. In today's day and age, the only real circumstance wherein, wherein they'd match the deal with this sort of issue is if they're going on a boat, on a cruise of some sort. How much in advance of Shabbat do you, or is there no advance of Shabbat, you'd need to leave uh, on that boat, on that cruise? In other words, once upon a time, it would be perhaps relevant, well, it was always relevant only on boats, but maybe on a long uh, train ride of some sort. But I'm not really certain that would exist in any way other than a cruise ship today, not not per se going from one destination to another, but a cruise ship. Anyway, let's deal with our first issue first. It's a Gemara in Masechet Sukan Daf Memdale Damudbet. Says the Gemara, Amar Evu Mishum Rbil Azab Rbi Sadok. Al Yehalech Adam Be'arve Shabbatot Yoter Mishelosha Parsaot or Shalosh Parsaot. A person should not walk. The question is if we need to be specific about walking. But then the measurement is three parsaot. Now the Gemara, generally speaking, in one or two or maybe three places says that the standard amount of travel time a person would walk in a day is ten parsaot. I'm just getting all of our technicalities out of the way. A parsa is four mil. A mil, according to Shohan Aruch, it's a mahlok, it is 18 minutes. Which means to say what, we talk, what we're talking about over here is a travel which is... 18 minutes times 12, which equals a little over two and a half hours. 12, 12 because there's three parsaot, four meal in each. A meal is 18, comes to two hours and 36 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Do the math and catch me on that. Anyway, so that's the statement. You shouldn't have a travel walk time, it sounds like, of that distance, of that amount of time on Eid of Shabbat, without any explanation as to why. Amar, without any explanation as to when that begins. Are we talking about during the winter, or during the summer? Are we talking about leaving at the beginning or leaving in the middle of the day? Amar of Kahana lo amaran el albete. Aval ushpize amay de nakit samich. Says Rav Kahana, qualifying that statement, he says this specifically so, lebete, if you're returning home. If alternatively you're going to an ushpiza, to someone who's hosting you, to a place which is host, hosting you, amai denakit, that which you're holding, samich, you're depending upon. What does that mean? Well, we'll see in just a moment. Ikadamre, alternatively, says the Gemara, lo afilu This second version says, it's not only when you're going to travel to another place, but even when you're going home. That last line really gives us you the clue to understanding the whole thing. Says Rav Kahana, I had a similar circumstance. Bididi, with me, this took place, and all I had, or I didn't even have, a kasada Kasada Kasadarsina means some small fish of some sort, uh, just uh, cooked within their fats and so and, and and stuff, which means to say I couldn't even find them bare minimum. What what does that last line do for us? Well, it reveals to us the entire issue beforehand. The entire issue beforehand, as Rashi and in turn many of the Mifarshim understand it, it goes as follows: The Gemara is describing a circumstance wherein you are not setting yourself up for a proper onik Shabbat. In other words, you're traveling home and they don't know at home, for argument's sake, that you're coming. 
you're a far distance away. You're going to arrive on Eid of Shabbat and your wife, your husband, your family doesn't have food for you. Says Rashi further and you're going to get angry at them. It's going to ruin Shalom Bayit even more so. Which means to say that's the initial distinction in the Gemara between going home or going to, uh, to somewhere else. If you're going home, well, you assume food is ready for you. And in your mind, you're going to have that onik Shabbat, that pleasure on Shabbat of the food that was prepared. You arrive home and they didn't have it prepared. It's going to cause all sorts of issues. If you're going to the Ushbizah, if you're traveling somewhere else, Amai Dinakit Samich, you are, you know, whatever I have in my hand, it might be just a little, a few parcels of food. That would be sufficient, says Rav Kahana. At the end, you should know one of these circumstances happened to me. And I showed up and there was so little food, I didn't even have kasa de harsena. Well, all that being the case, again, not fully certain as to its practicality for us, but the issue that as Rashi paints it, as many of the Mefashim follow in his path, um, describe it as it's an issue of not being sufficiently prepared for Shabbat. Says Shohan Aruch here in source number three. Shabbat yoter parsaot lebeto a person should not walk on Shabbat. Well, the statement is just more than three parasot. It doesn't tell you from when, just Friday. So you get home and there is Shabbat. This is irrespective of whether it's the second opinion in the Gemara. You're going home or you're going elsewhere. This is specifically so. This is specifically when you're on the path, on the journey, and you're going to actually find somewhere. But if you're so far from a place which will lodge you and give you food, and oh, well, it's a three hour distance, and it's Friday afternoon, I'm not allowed to move today, I'm not allowed to go that far, but you're not going to have any food for Shabbat. So then you go further, but it says Shohan Aruch, and most significant for us, V'im shalach lehodi'am shuhu alech sham leshabbat, Utalelech kama parsaot bechol gavna, says Shohan Aruch. However, and this is obvious based on what we understand, if you sent a telegram, a message, a messenger, a text message, an email, a phone call, whatever it is, however it is, you're going to get the message through that you're going to be home, says Shohan Aruch, no issue. The whole issue, after all, was only because there's not going to be food. But if they know that you're coming home, so then it's mutar to travel even more than Shalosh Parsaot Mishnah Berura. Dealing, go ahead. Only talking about coming home. The Gemara initially distinguishes between coming home and going elsewhere. And then the Gemara says, Ikad de Amre, it doesn't matter. Because even if you're going elsewhere, you're not going to have all that much food. Shohan Aruch is posek, both of them. Whether you're going home or going elsewhere. But assuming you have something prepared there, or they know that you're coming, then this whole issue is null and void. Correct. Correct. Just in general, you're... Correct. You could have imagined the Gemara was dealing with the fear of you going to get caught on the pa- on the on the right. paths on the highways. The Gemara again it reveals itself to us like mm-hmm. Rashi by those last words. You could argue you get home with not enough time and you don't have onik Shabbat and something. But again, the words in the Gemara that really reveal 
to a certain extent, if you read them very literally of Rav Kahana in the summarizing line is, well, the whole issue was food all along. That's how Rashi reads the Gemara. I, I, I'm not telling you you can't learn it differently. Shohan Aruch understands it like that, right? In other words, the whole issue is just the food issue. Mishnah Birura, however, and others, uh, Charles, uh, bring it in your direction. Mishnah Birura initially quotes from Harambam that this Shalosh Parsad, you should just know, is not measured based on where you are in the day. It's from the beginning of the day. You shouldn't be traveling that much in the day. It means it's a long distance. It means it's far out. Thursday night or Friday morning? When they say Friday, day, or is it day sunrise? I don't know the answer. It's never been a practical issue for me, so I don't know. I'd imagine we're talking specifically about Friday morning. Sorry, on top it's a Mishnah or it's a Gemara? It's a Gemara. It was an Emora or Says, uh, says Mishnah Bura onward, he says, I'll find another reason to be lenient on this matter. He says, we have something called uh, uh, vehicles, we have uh, carriages, we have other ways of getting around. He says, perhaps the Gemara is talking specifically when you're walking. Does that mean, therefore, that the, the, the travel should be under two hours and 36 minutes? It doesn't really, the poskim do discuss it, but again, the issue is null and void, provided that they know that you're coming. I'm just making it even less threatening by telling you that discussion is raised in the Aharonim. If you're traveling by means of a vehicle, if you're traveling by means of an animal, this issue might not exist. There might be a Torah Haderich, which is part of this issue of the Gemara. But then Mishnah Barah ends with a bit of an... Uh, a, um, if you look in Sa'if Katan Gimal here in source number four, again, this is in Siman Reshmemtet, it says in the second line, he says, but I saw in many of the later authorities, they still write that you shouldn't leave that late. What's that late? Because you might get caught on the way because the people who are preparing for you might be insufficiently prepared. You showed up right before Shabbat, although they knew you were coming, they might add something and it'll lead to Hilul Shabbat. So he has a cautionary warning over here of, although this is permitted, make certain that you're not leaving um, too close to Shabbat, not because the original statement of the Gemara, which isn't even phrased as a Gezerah, the original statement of the Gemara is Al Yehalech, it's more a Musar, it's more Ne'isa Toba. The statement in Shohan Aruch is En Holchim, it's not that it's Asur, so it means it didn't even begin with an Isur, a Gezerah, Takana of some sort, but even that advice is null and void because you can send that, says Mishnah Burah, but there's still a vestige of truth there. Make certain that you arrive so that you won't face any of the potential dangers of Hilul Shabbat. Ham ben Siona Bashaul along the same lines brings it a bit further in Shailot Shbot or Lision Hailik Bet, Perik Tetzain Otvav, whether this is your personality or a spouse's personality, there are those individuals who do like to arrive very close to Shabbat causing all sorts of anxiety in the context of Hilul Shabbat. Adam shuzman lishbot be'ir aheret ha'im mutan lo latzet ledarko samuch liknisat Shabbat. For argument's sake, even if we're not talking about traveling on a business trip or uh, even a, um, a pleasure trip, uh, we're talking about Brooklyn to deal. Seminar or something. It's going on some sort of seminar, a conference of some sort. Teshubat tov lihizayah shelo latzet laderech. 
there are some individuals, there are some spouses who fail at that. Make certain that you get there an hour before Shabbat. Is this a gezera? Is this a takana? Is this Medina de Gemara? This is an Isa Toba. An hour before. That never happened. Well, Chamben Sion says, make certain. And again, he makes clear, says, And of course, in the ellipsis, he quotes Shohan Aruch that we learned. In other words, that this issue isn't actually relevant today. You call your wife, your husband, they know you're coming home. There might be a traffic jam. There might be something which occurs along the way. And a person needs to be very certain and scrupulous that he doesn't fall prey to which means to say, uh, just a cautionary warning again, above and beyond halacha, the opportunity for each of us when traveling, whether on business or pleasure, or just arriving home on Shabbat, although not although not the words of nonetheless, as Mishnah Barat tells us, just make certain that you do this appropriately and that you do allow for an hour and change if not more, for the appropriate state of mind to circumvent any Hilul Shabbat issues and so forth. Question? No. Well, go ahead. With a plane, when they travel by plane, let's say, you're dealing with a lot more delays that are out of your control. As I said, you should certainly give yourself even more time. I'm not going to quantify it because there is no quantification. I will tell you, interestingly, just along those lines, with regards to the Shalosh Parsaot, the question when this was more of a relevant issue, when there wasn't a telephone to call, there was the following question. You're taking the train, train before easy communication. Do you need to calculate, should you calculate all the stop times? When this was more of a Shohan Aruch Shalosh Parsaot, that was the question. Many of the post game appropriately say it's not about the time that you're traveling, you include stops which of course raises the issue separately, a separate conversation, separate class, of the Katagomel, for example, where we talk about a distance. Is it a distance with the built-in stops? Is it a distance with waiting for boarding time in the airport? Is it a distance with building in delays and so forth? Those are all important issues to address separate from this, but this, to a certain extent, jumpstarts that. All right, that's first segment of the class. Second segment of the class, go ahead. So it's, but it sounds like that the way we're starting off here is, is the Gemara trying to encourage you not to journey forth from home too far on Friday, assuming you're coming back home in one situation, and journey forth to another destination too far on a Friday afternoon. In both cases, the idea is your starting point is, is home. They don't want you to go too many miles. Right? It's basically saying... I'm not certain. Who said you left your home that morning? Isn't the idea... You left your Brooklyn home that morning. It's a journey. It's a journey. Don't go... Meaning you're starting from somewhere. Yes. That they're expecting you back. Right. Someone's expecting you. Right. So don't go... Don't make that expecting party... Correct that far away from wherever you are correct on friday because they'll be ill prepared and because you can be delayed on the way because that distance by extension all kinds of things can happen correct. if it's beyond that distance correct so the five parsa action 
they don't, you know, better not, don't do that on Friday. Correct. Stay where you are. Okay, good. Onward in the, in the sec- to the second segment of the class. The second segment of the class is dealing with, as we described it, the cruise ships of sorts. So the Gemara has an interesting, again, perhaps surprising uh, uh, statement here in Masechet Shaban Yotet. The Gemara says, Tanur Banan in Mafligin Besvina, Pachot Yamim Kodam Shabbat. You should not, you may not. Go out on a boat three days, or less than three days, rather, before Shabbat. Again, the statement is Sifina, specifically. That's specifically if you're going for pleasure or for business. If you're going for Misvah, well, then you can go even within three days of Shabbat. Again, what's the issue? Is a Jew uh, leading the boat? If it's a Jew leading the boat, if it's you leading the boat and you're going to be traveling on Shabbat, that would pose potentially Surim in Torah. Uh, so it, you have to imagine, as do the Poskim, as do the Mephashim, we're talking about a non-Jew leading the boat. Well, then what's the issue? What's the difference between the first three days or the last three days of the week? What's the difference between if I left a, an hour before Shabbat or... 72 hours before Shabbat, why should we distinguish? Continues the Gemara. And you should then make a condition with the person, with the non-Jew, that he should stop on Shabbat, he should anchor the boat. But he doesn't need to stop his all activity. You don't even need to stipulate. A separate issue, not in the purview of our conversation. Umisor lesidan, and then the Gemara concludes with two places, from one place to the other. mutar. Even if it's on Friday that you're leaving, that's permitted. What is the distance from Sor to Sidan? Wait, so say this one more time. I apologize. No problem. The, the is the issue of getting on the boat before, or it's an issue of getting onto the boat within three days of Shabbat. Call it from Wednesday afternoon onward. Because you will be on the boat in the duration of Shabbat, or no? If you went on Monday, we're not nervous about you being on, Shabbat, on the boat the duration of Shabbat. It's an issue specifically. I thought it was always about being comfortable enough. I'm sorry, you're ahead of me. Right now, I don't know the reason. Uh-huh. You, you know the reason. That's right. So, in other words, but the point is, you can't leave within three days of Shabbat. That, that is the point of the Gemara. That last statement, so let's say, let's say you're getting off on a Friday morning. Oh, no issue. No problem. No issue. This so is far. only an issue, as we're about to discover, in the context of Shabbat. Uh-huh. Again, it's in Masechet Shabbat. That's the clue. Otherwise, you have no clue. It has to do with, you know, we say that the second half of the week is all preparations for Shabbat. So once you already get into that Wednesday, you're in the preparation. You're already in the Shabbat mode. Correct. But we say you, when you buy the meat and after Wednesday... We say it in two separate contexts, but we say it by Gitin, and we say it by Havdalah as well, uh, with regards to which part of the week. Okay. It belongs to Shabbat from Wednesday. Interesting. Interesting. You see, the Gemara will take, uh, the Mefashim will take in my, uh, with regards to mindset, with regards to mindset, which might be hand in hand with what you're suggesting. Well, the first half of the week is with past and so we are able to segment three days so to speak anyway that's the statement here in the Gemara the last statement is but if you're going from one place to the other these two identified places well then you're okay what's the distance Rashi writes that's a one day distance in other words if it's a short distance it's permitted not fully certain as to the parameters of that the poskim do discuss it but for our purposes we want to address the first part and that is don't board the boat don't board the ship within three days of Shabbat why not says Rabbeinu Hananel in his commentary to the Gemara kvar pirashnuha lema'ala besfina goshesh shen b'mayim asara tefahim 
ומשום תחומים גזרו, אבל למעלה מעשרה טפחים לא גזרו. says רבינו חננאל, the issue is that this ship, this boat, is low down, it's close to the ground. If it's above ten tefachim from the ground, we look at it as in its own domain. If it's low down and within ten tefachim of the ground, we look at it, so to speak, as if it's traveling on the ground. If it's, a, so to speak, traveling on the ground, well, what's the issue? The issue is what's called tehumin Shabbat. You're going to be traveling outside of that specific alpayimama that you have outside of inhabited areas. That's either in Yisur Minat Torah, Yisur Minat Rabbanan, specific circumstances to be addressed. But that's Rabbi Nochananel's statement. Go ahead. If the boat goes down, it's a low residing boat. Either it's a canoe or it's in... No, it just hits low. If that's what it does, if it's a ship and it goes within 10 Tvachim of the ground, hard to imagine, but if that's the case, then this would apply. You're talking about the top of the ship? No, it's talking about the bottom. Bottom. If the bottom gets, I, I don't know. He's, I he has some sort of ship which which has a, a narrow bottom, and yeah. he's he claims sometimes it'll be in very low and shallow water. Hard to believe. But you're not talking about the ground. You're talking about the surface of the water. It's ten tefachim from the surface of the water. Whether you're elevated from the surface of the water or you're talking about the ground. But what if I'm, what if I'm in the basement of the ship? If you're below sea level, I'm within the water. So that's, that's, I don't, that's regardless, regardless, the issue for Rabbi Hananel doesn't matter. So the issue, the issue for Rabbi Hananel is that because the boat is traveling outside of the tahum, that poses for you an issue of tahum Shabbat, nothing more and nothing less. So, so, of course, so he's doing that by height. He's doing that by where the boat is situated and where you are vis-a-vis the ground, and your ability to get off. Certainly, at that point, certainly, you would make the point with a canoe or certainly. a raft, not with a cruise ship. Where certainly, would be now there are and not particular, certainly, there are particular difficulties with Rabbi Hananel, nonetheless. What's the distinction between three days before and three days after? Sorry, I just want to get ahead. clarity on, on the tchum part of, of being on a boat. You, you don't need to because Shulchan Aruch will not accept uh, it, but we can. So what, is, what, is he, what is he saying exactly? Just give me an example of. of of a scenario where you could be outside the tchum on a, on a, from being on a boat. Because, meaning, while the boat's moving, you, or even if the boat's stationed... Because of the movement of the boat, taking you outside of the tchum, you can have a potential issue of tchum shabbat. So what does that have to do with, with, the, with the heights? And, and the it has to do with the following. The question is, if the water... The, the question is, how tall the water is from the ground, from sea level? Or from, from the ground in the sea? Shallow, how, how shallow yeah. the water is? yeah. So what, what, what difference does that make? The question so, is, traveling. how do we envision where you are? Are you in, uh, are, are, are you above ground or you're on ground? Why are you saying it's from the ground and not from the surface of the water? She'em bamayim asara tefahim. His issue is the water. from the water. No, that's min No, the issue is the water itself. Because the question is where your boat is situated... Is it? Do we imagine it as as connected, so to speak, or traveling on the ground, or do we above, imagine it as ten tefachim above the ground? That's the issue here. Now, in most boats that you will travel, if not all today, this is not going to pose an issue. I furthermore point out, Rabbi Hananel is difficult just in terms of the reading of the Gemara, as many of the Rishonim point out. In other words, why are we distinguishing between which day? Why are we distinguishing if it's Devar Mitzvah or not? All important issues to be addressed. Again, Shohan Aruch, ultimately speaking, will not accept this opinion of Rabbi Hananel. And as a result, 
although important for our understanding of the Gemara, for halacha won't affect all that much. Tosafot alternatively suggests the whole issue over here is a gezerah derabbanan. What's the gezerah derabbanan? The same way a person should not be on, uh, not be swimming or floating in the sea in the ocean on Shabbat. So too, a person shouldn't be in the boat on Shabbat because they might craft a raft if they're in a circumstance where they'll need it. It's a gezerah derabbanan for Tosafot. It's an interesting extension because generally speaking, we assume the gezerot of the Gemara stay as they are, we don't extend them further. For example, we said if there's a lip to the uh, to the pool, if you're not in this in the ocean, and yet Tosafot nonetheless say when you're on the boat, that's an extension of in Shatin al the Gemara in Masechet Betzah. That's the opinion of Tosafot. Also not accepted la halacha as the rationale over here. Ritva quotes from Ramban. The issue over here is different. What's the issue over here? Again, you understand it's a cryptic Gemara without giving any rationale, without providing a reason. Everyone's struggling to try to find it. Ritva and other Rishonim quote from Ramban, from the Bimoshe ben Nachman, that the reason over here is a gezerah of sorts of Amira Lenochri which means to say it's not that I'm telling the non-Jew to do it, but it appears as if I'm telling the non-Jew to do it. I just mounted the boat uh, for Shabbat. He's doing it now on Shabbat, but it appears as if I'm telling him to do melachot for me on Shabbat. Says Ramban, says Ritva, in the name of Ramban. That's why we distinguish between how many days before Shabbat it was. If it's three days before Shabbat, nobody looks at you and says, oh, you must have told him to do all these things on Shabbat. If it's within a close proximity of time to Shabbat, then we have this fear that you told Told him specifically the melachot to do on Shabbat. It's a marit ayin, so to speak, on an amira lenochri. Also not accepted la halacha as the reasoning reasoning for this halacha. Do any of the poskim write about the percentage of Jews that are on the boat, and that would lead to marit ayin? Whereas if you're one in eight hundred people, no one's going to say, "Oh, it's probably the Jew who told him to go on Shabbat." But if you have, I don't know, a, a huge bar mitzvah or something like that, where you guys rent the boat. Well, quite, quite the opposite. That's where it's more of an issue. Yeah. Absolutely. Ritva, Ram, in the name of Ramban, says specifically in a circumstance where the majority of the boat are Jews. Oh, he does write that. That's okay. first lines. I'll be honest. My fault for not reading it inside with you. referring to Ramban, thing just parenthetically is uh, what if the uh, it's separate but what if the uh, the the sailors the captain of the boat is jewish mm-hmm. in such a circumstance there's a mahlokit amongst the rishon the aharonim uh, there was there was a classically it was a mahlokit between the satma rebbe and ramosha finds and stay away from such a circumstance mm-hmm. stay away from boat you know if a jewish person's jewish. doing it you're not assuming, because now, yeah. now you're talking about an in-between situation you're not talking about a canoe you're not talking about a cruise ship but maybe you charter a boat with 50 people 20 people and whatever and they got to ask if the guy's jewish right and not do, so so do you have to actually ask or you're assuming <laughs> he's not Yosef certainly makes clear you must ask but moshe finds that's, Wait, that's this person that works in the boat no the people are going to be doing the melacha for you you know along those lines probably the way you'd have to say no. it you have to well, not certain exa- ask, 
By the way, is the captain Jewish? Do you have I, ima- to know? I imagine the answer is yes, which is a little, you know, I imagine the answer is yeah. yes. Listen, Ramosha finds finds some room for leniency on this matter, but I'm, you know, Hamba Yosef is Mahmir on it. It's also interesting because starting and stopping an engine is actual fire, actual combustion straight up Havana. Lifting well, a sail. Right. Lifting a sails. Potentially uh, less. Different right. item. Right, right, right. Well, that, you know, again, you know, that's the way the Satmarabi, if I remember, starts. He says, this whole issue in the Gemara, the whole issue in the Gemara, they're just dealing with some sort of sales of some sort or another. He says, over here, we're dealing with Mamash Melachot, and the guy's doing it for you, and he might be Jewish, or he is Jewish. Anyway, Rif, Rif, Rabbi Yitzhak Al-Fasi, wins the day in his interpretation of this Gemara, and his explanation is that the Isur, or the the, the Gezera of the Hachamim, is that if you're on this boat within three days of Shabbat, as Charles mentioned earlier, you're not yet accustomed to the the sailing out on the sea. You're still not comfortable on the boat. It's still giving you seasickness. And as a result, you need to have it more than three days beforehand so you gain your equilibrium, your comfort level. Otherwise, it'll be a bitul of your onik Shabbat. You won't be able to be... Uh, to, to enjoy Shabbat in the appropriate fashion. Haram Bam here in source number 11 in Perek Lamed of Hilchot Shabbat Halachayot Gimal in the context of Onik Shabbat Vikarat Shabbat Onik Shabbat's supposed to be a pleasurable day. Right, to Mipneze, the last two lines on the page and Mafligin Misfina Pachot Shlosha Yamim Kodem Shabbat Kedeh Shit Yashiv Da'ato Alav Kodem HaShabbat the reason, the rationale for not going on that boat three days before Shabbat, within three days of Shabbat, Onik Shabbat. Get some Yishuv Hadat. Shohanaruch here in source number 12 copies the reasoning of Rif and Harambam. Hata'am, he writes in the middle of the first line here in Siman Reshmen Chetz Aif Bet. Hata'am Yishum Onik Shabbat. That's the reason. Says Beta Bechira, says Mi'iri in his commentary over there, Masechet Shaman Daf Yotet. You want to know what that means? That means if you're a sailorman, if you oftentimes sail, if you oftentimes are on boats, and as a result you don't get affected, you could go even within three days. Continues Chacham David Yosef in today's day and age. He says, Adam Shuragil following Meiri. If you're a person who's regular and in this sort of circumstance, you go on boats often enough that you won't get seasick, that it won't be a bitul onik Shabbat. That's what I told you just a moment ago. This is owned by and run by Goyim. You understand it's fully qualified. In other words, the melacha is generally speaking done for the majority of this uh, boat, which is non-Jews, which of course would raise the issue on a Jewish chartered uh, boat. In those circumstances, I imagine they anchor on Shabbat. I could be wrong. I imagine they anchor on Shabbat. If the majority is Jews and the melacha therefore is being done for Jews, the majority, that raises real issues. That raises issues outside of the purview of this. From the onset of Shabbat to non-stop. Non-stop. Understood. Understood. I'm I'm just saying any of the melachot per se that would be done. Yes, correct. Parenthetically says Hamdavid Yosef, you know, if you try to go on one of these cruise ships on Shabbat these days, you won't be able to do it. There's electricity everywhere. There's a necessary Hilul Shabbat, just walking through it and getting your food and so on and so forth 
I don't know the particular reality. Certainly, if it's chartered, I imagine they make a way for us to circumvent this. He's talking, no, but he's talking about you. He's talking about you, not the, not the, he's parenthetic. He just says, Ham David Yosef. By the way, now that we're talking about this, of course. The question is if it is different. Is it the same electric? No, there's a lot more electric. His argument is it's more electric. There it is. Our our trip person uh, 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 agrees with that. Again, it, you'll have to determine accordingly and 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 look into that and research and do it the right way. Menuhata avav ham Moshe Levi, Rabbi Moshe Levi, and Chelik Aleph on page Yod Chetru takes Ham David Yosef, but he well he writes it before him. Takes him even further. He says it's not that. These are my words, but it's not per se that you're used to going on boats, it's that boats today are made differently than boats once upon a time. If you go on a cruise ship, it's steady enough that we could or should assume that you're not going to get all that seasick. That's his assumption. He says, Bismanazeh, Sha'oniot, 15, 20 years ago, um, 25 years ago, Bismanazeh, Sha'oniot, Meshukhlalot Biyoter, Ve'en Shum Sa'aru Bilbul Lamafligim Bahem, Mutalafliga, Filu Be'erev Shabbat, This could go even on Friday, Bitnai again, Sha'avlim Ha'malachim Em Nukhrim, Ve'gam Rov Anosim Em Nukhrim, and so forth. He says, We have those other issues, I'm calling them ancillary for purposes of our class, but those issues on the side. So just summarizing, a question first, summarizing this part particular issue so yes Victor yeah, is this different than a plane so that's what I was going to say is being on a boat different than being on a plane on Shabbat for the full duration of Shabbat yeah for the full duration of Shabbat you take off five minutes before Shabbat you land after Shabbat what would be the issue there I mean how are you going to get out of that airport to the place you want to go to Shabbat. right it's a 14 hour flight to Dubai let's say you leave Friday before Shabbat starts you flying you land after Shabbat is over because of the time difference and the fact that you're on for 14 hours plus nine hours, I will just you miss the whole show I will just yet. suggest the following. Aside from everything else, if the nature of these laws that we're discussing is a fear of losing Onik Shabbat, don't know about you, but the uh, life up in the air is not exactly the most pleasurable Shabbat. experience. In contrast to a to so, a cruise ship. So can I add to that? Of course. First class. <laughs> which, which, yes, I did that. But I, can I tell you that this is the other question I was going to ask is, let's say you fly into Israel and you leave Thursday night. You know you're getting there Friday, right before Shabbat starts. You are smashed with jet lag all Shabbat. Should you not have taken the Thursday night flight? Right. I Because I the jet lag is the almost the equivalent, the equivalent of, of the issues the we're dealing with. Right. So now you smashed Shabbat, right. you just can't function all Shabbat because of right. jet lag. I would say very much the same halacha. In other words, it's, uh, but you, it's but all about that. But you made that before Shabbat. In other words, it's all behetet. That's what we're talking about over here. It's behetet. It's not issues otherwise. But you know, or there's a strong possibility that you'll have that jet lag. You've ruined your onik Shabbat. So it's the same Unless answer you know to both of the questions. Correct. So much, and then it would be mutah. Going to the dentist on a Friday morning and getting a Novocaine. I'm saying you could be sore the whole I will yeah. agree to every single but, one of them. But it, on, a, on a plane, you're saying it's an issue because you're going to miss, even if you're going to miss Shabbat completely? You're not missing it. You're, you're having but Shabbat in the air. That's not but Shabbat, not, what is doing? what I'm saying. Right. What are you doing up on the plane? That's for nothing more. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, in theory, 
Assuming yeah. you have your hotel room in the hotel, you don't in the airport and so forth. I still think you can't because that is not Shabbat on the airplane. And the whole point no, over here is the Onik Shabbat. Shabbat the but is that an Onik Shabbat? Shabbat? Well, that's Unless the point. That's what I mean. Unless you have it first class, and even in first class, because you're not walking around. Does anyone fly a 14-hour flight and walk all, all down from it after? I know the disconnect is nice and all that sort of stuff. Would anyone say that's an ideal circumstance? Hard to believe that's a true. In short, the two issues that we addressed, each one independently important, but each one independently less relevant in the direct sense of how they were addressed once upon a time. The first one, the time to leave before Shabbat, the specific issue is the food's not going to be prepared. As you get to that place, assuming that you called ahead, says it's permitted. The second issue, the mafligh bisfina, pachot Shabbat, the issue per se is the Onik Shabbat, which will be ruined because of being on the boat. Less an issue today because of the boats, because of the people on those boats. However, as Sammy pointed out, as Victor extended to us in a different direction, as, as Charles told us as well with the dentists, there are specific and direct corollaries to that halacha which are relevant to that today, which means even if you're landing before Shabbat, but you're going to have the jet lag, which means if in some way you got up into the air before Shabbat and you're not doing anything up in the air, no Isurim per se are taking place, it's still not an Onik Shabbat, which means to say that if I'm going to the dentist or doing anything painful on Friday afternoon, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Thursday night, and so on and so forth, each of those would be under the same warning of En Mafligim Bisfinash, Mishum, because of the fear of losing that Onik Shabbat. Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen. Amen.